Hello and welcome to the comic wrap-up recorded Yay. live here at Four Color Fantasies Comic Book Yay. Store. That sounds like such a pathetic yay. <laughs> well, I can't sound like a crowd. You can like multiply me out in the editing. That just sounds like I'm breathing into the mic like some perv who calls me and goes, Do you have feather whips? Does, do you have people that call you for I've that? had people call me during Christmas season. <laughs> yeah, wrong, wrong, wrong kind of fantasies. Exactly. That's the point is they're like, they don't understand which kind of fantasies we are. <laughs> they think we're like black, Asian, Mexican, white. There's a four, four color fantasies at that point. But. Oh my goodness. Anyway, I'm your host, <laughs> Michael Maxwell. Joining me as always, my permanent guest. Yay. The oh, owner of Four Color myself. Fantasies, Chris Brady. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So what, what is uh, coming out this week in the world of comic books? Uh, let's see. Dark Horse Comics has Alien Defiance, uh, number three. Black Hammer, number two, by Jeff Lemire. Um, BP Hill, Hell on Earth. Um, Briggsland, which actually is kind of, if you like any of that stuff, like, a, oh God, what was it? That one on USA with a sheriff or the marshal. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it's a very southerny type, you know. They got uh they have their own little land in Tennessee where you come onto it, they're the law and they're gonna take care of things kind of thing. So it yeah, actually the video for it, they did a video trailer. It's very nice. All right, that was interesting. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, that was interesting. Um, DC Go- Comics. Ghostly, yeah, almost. No, it was. It was awesome, actually. DC Comics, we have Aquaman number five, Batgirl and Birds of Prey number one, uh, Batman number five, uh, Dr. Fate 15. Oh, the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja T- Turtles uh, crossover is the hardcovers that actually come out this week. Uh, Green Arrow number five. Which which turtles are these that are crossing over? Are these the like original, the dark, the dark yeah, kind of turtles? Because uh, I was like, so there's certain the there's certain iterations of those no, turtles no. that Batman would not work it with. Is absolutely <laughs> not the animated because that's a new crossover that's going to be coming out soon. Oh, it's Batman the animated series and TMNT the animated. Uh, <laughs> I, it looks good actually. Uh, let's see, Batman number five, Doctor Fate, Green Arrow, Green Lanterns, Harley Quinn number two. Uh, Hellblazer Trade Paperback Volume 14, Injustice Gods Amongst Us, Year 5, Number 16, which is actually going on longer than it usually does, Justice League Number 3, Legends of Tomorrow, Number 6, uh, Nightwing Number 3, Scooby-Doo Apocalypse Number 4, which is surprisingly a really good book, uh, Suicide Squad Number 1, the first issue with Jim Lee's artwork, uh, Supergirl Rebirth, uh, Superman Number 5, Teen Titans Go number 17, and that's it. So, and then IDW, we got a few things from them. Back to the Future number 11, Jimmy. Um, Disney Magic Kingdom Comics number 2. Uh, Haunted Horror, Jack Boot and Iron Heel number 1. Gem and the Holograms trade paperback. Uh, Mars Attacks Occupation, the final issue number 5. Uh, let's see. My Little Pony, Friends Forever, John. Um, Popeye Classics Ongoing, Powerpuff Girls, number two, 
Rocketeer War trade paperback and a bunch of Star Trek stuff. So, uh, yes, Star Trek, awesome stuff. Let's see, Image, we got Black Road, uh, Demonic, number one. I'm actually want to read that. Uh, December, uh, Descender, Descender, number 14, Horizon, number two, Hunt, number two. Everybody's favorite, I Hate Fairyland, number, what is that, number eight this week, actually. Uh, Manifest Destiny 22, Rumble, Spawn Kills Everyone, One Shot. So, Spawn Kills Everybody. Uh, Throwaways number two, and Wicked and Divine 22. And the Marvelist. God, it's so huge. <laughs> all New Inhumans, All New Wolverine, Black Widow, Captain America Sam Wilson, Civil War 2, uh, Amazing Spider-Man number three, Civil War two, Choosing Sides number four, Civil War two, Gods of War number three, Civil War two, X-Men number three, Daredevil Punisher, final issue. Um, let's see, Fallen number one, which is also a Civil War crossover piece. It's a single uh, one shot. Uh, Gwenpool number three, or I'm sorry, number five. Uh, Mighty Thor, Mockingbird. Power Man and Iron Fist, Spider-Woman, Star Wars, Sexy Poe Dameron. Um, is that yes. the, that's the official title? That is the official title. I don't <laughs> care what anyone says. Um, and then uh, Star Wars Trade Paperback Volume 3. So if you haven't kept up with the series, you can actually pick it up there. Uh, Ultimates, number 10. Uncanny Avengers, number 12. Web Warriors, number 10. <laughs> we got a lot of cool merch that just came in. We have a couple of... Uh, statues based on Scotty Young's artwork with Thanos and Iron Man. We have uh, Daenerys and Drogon uh, Pops ride pieces that just came in. We have a new figure set from Funko called Vinyl Vixens, and it's the Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad. We got uh, the Kawaii Cubes for Suicide Squad. Um, we have the Kylo Ren artifact statue. We have the new Aliens bust banks that are just those are pretty they're, – they're really good looking. They're kind of creepy Yeah, though. creepy. That's where the term I was trying to figure out to be nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, so a lot of good merch comes out this week. So come by, check it out. A um, couple quick questions as I'm, uh -oh, I'm looking at your shelf go. here. My empty shelf? There's a book behind you that's oh. uh, New Superman. What? Oh, yeah, that's New Superman. What it's is New Chinese, Superman? Chinese Superman. It's a kid who ends up with powers similar to Superman and is going to start his own chi Chinese Justice League. But he's not a – He's not an alien. Not a Kryptonian, no. So it's actually second. Oh, he's made in a lab. Yeah. So it actually uh, looks really good. Using Superman's DNA. I don't know about that. Is that part. like a like a Superboy kind of a I don't know situation? About that part. No, because Superboy comes later on, actually. Yeah. In the rebirth with uh, Damien. There's a whole storyline with it. It looks really good. I'm hoping it's going to be as good as the old Teen Titans used to be. I'm not holding my breath though. Uh, and then uh, Marvel, that was really good stuff. All, all new Wolverine is that? That's been going on for a while. Is he? Is he no, back? It's not or is Wolverine. This is the different. This is it's X twenty three actually. Oh, okay, it's still that. Yeah. I was just I was perusing the store earlier and I was like, no, no. you know, all new did Wolverine. They bring him back to life yet? Old Man Logan is Wolverine, right? As Old Man Logan, but they haven't like brought him back from the dead yet. No. Okay. You gotta wait till there's a movie. <laughs> All right. Well, tonight uh, I wanted to talk about how Memories. we, yeah, <laughs> how we got into comic books. The very first comic book we read, the very first comic book we owned, 
that we can recall. <laughs> yeah, some of us are a little older than some of us. <laughs> I know, man. I'm so much older than you. I don't know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so thinking back. Let's, uh, do we need to put you in a state of deep hypnosis? I think so. It's been so long. Um, no. Okay. So I'll start it. My first comic book, um, I was a rather ill child when I was growing up. So I spent a lot of time at Kaiser Permanente Hospital in Fontana and in the pediatric wing, all the rooms had books inside of them. One of them was Bible stories done in comic book form. So that was actually my first comic book ever was one of those. So um, cause yeah, I was sick. So they wanted to make sure I was happy and they just gave me books. It was nice of them. So uh, like in, in that comic book version of the Bible, it was all, it was all big, just big basically, you know, action set pieces. Like, no, it was uh, like, it was like new Testament stories, you know, David and Goliath, you know, Adam and Eve, the ark, all that stuff like that was all done. And uh, in, in very 1970s comic book art uh, form. So, uh, but Adam and Eve tastefully done, right? Oh yeah. With the, you had the, you had the leaf yeah. covering the proper spots, <laughs> you know, cause God created us with leaves on our genitals to make sure that nobody saw them. Of course. Because it's, you know, modest. Anyway, so... Uh, I mean, there's <laughs> animals about. You don't want them... Exactly. They might stare poking at Poking where they don't they belong. Might, yeah. They <laughs> might be mistaken for a worm, and if that's the case. Uh, but... Or maybe that was a snake in the Eden. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> anyways. But, so, I mean, that was my first comic book. Comic book form type reading. Mm -hmm. And then, um, let's see, my first real comic books... I was sick again in the hospital, injured actually. And then uh, my dad brought me like a stack of comic books. As a kid, I thought it was like you know, a hundred comic books. There's probably more like ten. And but I read every one of them. And the first one that I remember reading was Fantastic Four. Mm -hmm. So I have no idea the story. Don't ask me. Can't remember. Had something to do with a Fantastic Four car. And Doctor Doom and all of them beating up Doctor Doom. And I imagine you don't have the comic book. God anymore. no, they all got thrown away. Cause wow. yeah, that's my mom. So I have a classic story of my mom threw away my comics, which is a reality. I had yeah. a junk drawer. I was like the most like my bedroom was like the cleanest bedroom. I would rearrange it at least once a week, but I had one drawer at the bottom of my dresser. It was just the junk drawer, and I kept everything that I didn't have a place for inside of there and there's where my comics were at my mom decided she decided that was a time to clean that sucker out and everything went in the trash i'm sure there was something expensive in there at oh some probably point. yeah i had a similar experience in uh having comics thrown away i used to have a quite the collection and yeah we need to get you back to that point where you have quite the collection. <laughs> My pro the problem now is when I build up a set once the series ends and I've read everything, I just end up giving it away. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the very first comics that I uh, recall owning, um, I actually brought in with me today. And th this thing was in this shape when I got it. Like it's, nice. I'm pretty sure the back cover is missing. That's a, part that, of the page. That, but that's the point of those comics yeah. was to read them. Oh, you yeah. Know? And that's, I mean, who would have thought? I was seven years old. I never would have thought that if I save these, they might be worth money later on, you know? Yeah. No, I didn't learn that lesson until high school. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And even in high school, it was, it took me, 
It actually took me Death of Superman and walking out of the comic shop I was working at with my five copies and selling them for like a hundred bucks a piece. Yeah. So, in fact, that's uh, we'll get more to that in a little bit, but that's the first recollection I have of a serious like, don't open this comic book, comic book, you know, kind of a thing. I hope. Um, anyway, so this is uh, <laughs> the Super Friends. I love that. I actually would love to read that. Actually. Number thirty-eight. If we weren't doing this right now, I would probably be reading that because <laughs> I remember that show. It's and like, then also there was like one of those – back when they used to do like the little intro yep, series, yep, yep. a few extra pages of a different character that they, nobody's they heard of. They still do that now. Um, and Zan also, and Jaina are on that cover. That is my favorite. Masters of the Universe. Yeah. Star Comics number two. I see. Here's the fun part, right? Oh. Going back, like one of my favorite favorite cartoons was called Visionaries. Uh, and they did a comic book series, and I collect that comic book series. Only like I think five issues, six issues, but I, I got it stolen from me once. I've gone back and collected it three times because it keeps disappearing through all the things. But I love that series. It, it was like these action figures with holograms on their chest, and they were magical. And it was like there was a cartoon for it where like it was like magic and and technology were on a sliding scale, and mm-hmm. and that scale has slid now. That magic is ruling, and technology has fallen. So it's like a conglomeration of magic and technology. You know, it's like they got horses pulling cars and stuff like that. <laughs> it was awesome. That sounds cool. It was awesome. Almost as good as mask. What? <laughs> So what, thinking back to, you know, when you received that stack of comic books, did you, was that like a, oh, like an immediate, I love comic books? Oh, and, yeah, and absolutely. It, well, it I, I was an forward, avid or? reader growing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, in kindergarten, I was reading, what, fourth grade level. So, I mean, that was kind of the thing I read. I read a lot. Um, McDonald's used to do in their Happy Meals did classics in smaller book form. I mean, they were like this big, about that thick. They were annotated storylines, but I mean, they Mm. were the classics. So Three Musketeers, the original Wizard of Oz, you know, um, what else? There was like four or five of them that you had to collect. So, and you know, again, my hoarding slash collecting tendencies were apparent back then because I had to have all of them. So, you know, that was the thing. So, and I would read those over and over again. I mean, if, if, if I was alone long enough, I would read anything. So, that's what's funny is I actually remember back uh, as a, as a wee lad, getting a couple of but you're like, still books, a wee lad there, <laughs> a couple of books from a Happy Meal, and like nowadays they're no, not gonna put that, a book nope, in a Happy Meal. Nope, nope. What is this crap? I want a toy, mommy. So you know, it's like they're not oh. putting. They're not gonna put a Kindle in there. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a mini e-reader? <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> we go buy Happy Meals just for the e-readers. God, you know they could do that actually with like a calculator type. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you could put a calculator in there with, that's just LCD screen. What, they make little 99-cent calculators. I'm sure they can make little like $2 readers or whatever and throw them in there. Probably. That would be awesome. That would get people to read. Maybe. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> Um, so at what, uh, at what age did you actually start collecting them? Was it after you got that 10 and you just no. went to local? Well, I mean, shop collecting or? them at that point was stuff them in the drawer. Cause I, you know, yeah. I never got taken to a comic book shop or anything like that. If I saw comics at a yard sale or, or the spinner rack, which I don't think you were alive when the spinner racks were around. Yeah. 
in in the grocery stores. Yep. Oh my god. Huh? Okay. So, but yeah, the the spinner racks at the grocery store, I'd pick up comics through there, but not anything like yeah. serialized. In fact, I remember they're generally more expensive at the grocery store mm-hmm. that I went to. I don't know why. No, they're the same price. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I like I said, it wasn't a serialized collection at that point because it was like whatever caught my fancy on the cover, you know, yeah. got my attention. So, well, and I think they. It wasn't until high school. Yeah, high school. Because we had an open campus, and the comic book shop that I used to go to was the one that I named my shop after, uh, was in Redlands. And so at lunchtime, we would walk down the street to the comic book shop, because he opened at noon. So before that, we would go next door. There was like a little cafe ran by two little old ladies, mm-hmm. and get a chili dog and a soda, and that was our lunch. And the rest of the money would go towards, you know, they'd open at noon grab some comics and get back up to school and sit in fifth period and read comics because the teacher was a moron <laughs> and I didn't like him. <laughs> um, the I do remember the one thing about buying uh, comic books from a grocery store too is the consistency that I, I remember they weren't very consistent with the titles. So like you might pick up issue number this one week and then they would never have well, that Well, no, they that did have again. them, but they had people who are like us now. Because it was the only place to go get them, and you know, because comic book shops were like a, you know, a rarity at that point. Yeah. Direct market shops, so it was either newsstand or spinner racks. And since out here in IE we don't have newsstands, all we had were spinner racks. We, uh, you know, so people would go from grocery store to grocery store looking for the next Just issue take and take everything, you know, and, and you know, weed through that stuff. So that was a that was a. If you were a collector back then, you have more power to you. So, <laughs> my first uh, like introduction to a comic book store was actually it was through my mom. I want to say I was in sixth grade, seventh grade, maybe somewhere around there. Uh, no, maybe less than that. I don't know. I was pretty young, but she uh, she role played. Uh, she played Vampire the Masquerade, and their their group. <laughs> Played at the local comics comic shop called Dragon's Keep, and uh, she took me there with Where her was one that time at? in Twenty Nine Palms. Okay, see, I never went out. I, the name sounds familiar, but I think there's been like four yeah. or five of them. Well, it's it's still for me. It stands as one of the most badass names of a comic book store. <laughs> but it's I like dragons, so right, right. there you go. Um, but it was also a gaming store, and they used they had a back room where people could play games, and uh, they so they would play their vampire game there. And I actually they let me play as a which. Thinking, thinking back now, as a group of adults, letting this little kid join in their game just because I liked acting mm-hmm. was, you know, was very gracious of them, and I'm sure I was obnoxious. <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely <laughs> positive you pretty were. You pretty much were. But then again, they were playing Vampire the Masquerade, so, so they were pretty they were obnoxious, pretty obnoxious <laughs> too. So, God, vampire. Uh, oh my but, God. Um, but that's where I discovered, you know, comic books for the first time, and and yeah, like you said, you at, the, at that age, you're not buying them to. No, to keep I mean, them in yeah, plastic, I mean, you're we, buying them you know, to read them. I turned away TMNT number one when it came out because it was black and white because I didn't like black and white comics, you yeah. know. So, I mean, you know, Death of Superman. I, when I actually worked at that shop um, was Death of Superman. And that's where I actually kind of got the idea that, my God, these are worth money. Because I walked outside and people were trying to buy my copies for like 100 bucks a piece. So, mm-hmm. of course, I sold them. And that was the beginning of that retailer blood going through me but 
yeah, I mean that you know that's when I started going. Oh, I should probably collect these, you know. So yeah. I mean, and I and I, and still, I opened up my black bag. I don't yeah. care what anyone said. I was like, I want to know what's in it. I want to read it. I I still remember that day because I was not able to get a black bag issue because like they were just gone. Yeah, we were we were allowed to we were allowed to pre-order ours from the shop, and day of we were allowed to pick up five more. So we I pre-ordered five. And then I bought five more that day because everybody's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. You know, yeah. so it got me excited. And I was like, oh, I'll just keep them. And then then I walked outside and I was like, oh, really? OK, here, give me the money because he was out. So, yeah. But, yeah, we made I, Yeah. Yeah. But that's made that, that is really that the, the turning point that I like where I actually my my brain switched gears at that point. I was like, oh, you can you can make money off this stuff. Uh, and then so I did start saving them like. I would. I still read them, but yeah. I tried to keep them in as pristine condition as I could. And that's when I learned about bags and boards. Yeah. So. <laughs> and then all those comics vanished. So good times. Anyway, yeah, my 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 Batman box disappeared on a move, and the only people helping me move were quote unquote friends. Mm -hmm. And that was that was the box that had all the good, expensive books, and just the whole thing went away. And I had three boxes disappear from my move, and I was like, "You, ah, I was ready to kill people," but you know, I didn't say anything because you know they helped me move. So, yeah, but I know who it was. Now, thinking back to when you read your first Bible stories comic book, what I was excited by those. I don't care what you say. What is it about comics that, like, kept you kept well, you going? The visual, along with the story, you know, it helps. It helped my imagination grow uh, as a kid reading you know when there would be bigger words that i didn't understand what they were there's a picture there to show me what it was you know and help out with my comprehension mm -hmm. which you know and, and again i have a i have a wild imagination already so to see it on there and just build from it it was the scenes between the panels and what my head came up with between the panels that actually kept me reading yeah so and that's that's good storytelling is when there's a whole another story going on in the background and it's all in my head and all I'm getting is the, the pieces of the continuing story but I make up the stuff in between that that's good that keeps me excited. Mm. There's very few comics that do that anymore for me. <laughs> well, yeah, comic books are very different now than they were yeah. back uh, back there's, then. There's and... some really good writers that are able to do that for me. And artists who aren't trying to draw the entire scene, mm -hmm. and that makes me makes me happy when I actually get to use my head when I read. Yeah. So I mean, everybody laughs because I can read a comic book in like a flash, and like, oh, you don't see anything. It's like, oh, I saw it all. Trust me, <laughs> I, I saw it all. It's just it's not excitable at some points, and I'm like going, yeah, you know. But I mean, they're still good stories. They're just not not something that I want to read every time it comes out. Yeah. So. Yeah. I do remember as a kid, like that's what kept me reading was always putting myself in the position of that hero and, you know, like Superman, God, did I want to be Superman, uh, so to the point where they, you know, I'm a, I'm a player right now. Actually, I want to be Robin. That was who I wanted to be. Robin, the third Robin. Okay. Tim Drake. That's so, I'm, all right. I'm, I can say that's that. when, that's when I was getting deep into comics and stuff was yeah. right when he came out and all that stuff like that. So the Robin, the Robin, uh, Robin miniseries that came out with the holograms on them and stuff like that. Then, yeah, totally. I do remember crap. those. I used to have one of those. You should have four of them because there were four different covers. But again, all that stuff's gone. 
It's like this, this episode's depressing me, Chris. Anyway, no, uh, but I'm no, going steal back. that comic. You <laughs> might as well steal that one. All your other ones are stolen. So <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the few I have from my old collection. I'm like that's awesome. <laughs> Super friends, but uh, Super no. friends. When I when I was first bitten by the the bug to write, one of the first things I wrote was comic a books. was basically a plagiarized <laughs> it wasn't was plagiarized but it was there was definitely some copyright infringement because it was it's called super kid <laughs> and it was but you were like mike well there was already Superboy. no no this was he was younger than Superboy. <laughs> this is super kid this is super kid <laughs> so i i i kid you not i sent that stuff off to random house and everything nice. got a very polite rejection letter back <laughs> and at that age i was just excited to get, a, get rejection a letter, letter back yeah. <laughs> you're like look I, they looked at it <laughs> Oh my goodness! But I mean, it, it was definitely a, an inspiration, and kept me, you know, kept me wanting to read and write things. Yeah. So no, I, I, I comic. You can tell when I like a book is when I'm reading it, and the whole world is gone at that point, and I'm in that book. And it's funny because they used to, they used to joke that I would be reading, and people would be talking around me, and I would not have a clue what they were saying. So they just started saying the most outrageous stuff, and I was just like, uh huh. Uh huh. Because <laughs> you were just you were in the I'm story. In the story, and that's that's how I love to read books. So it has to be something that pulls me into there. So now, as a comic store owner, was there was it like in high school when you were going to the comic shop that you were like, man, I'd love to love to yeah, do actually, this someday. Yeah, it was, and then you know it was my dream to work there. And once I worked there, it was my dream to own. And that never went away. I mean, it got put to the back of the burners mm. for the longest time. But, I mean, that was that was always in my head, you know, in the back there that you know, this is what I want to do. So I feel like that's got to be every every comic nerd at some point that's got to be like there. Man, I want to work here. This would be the greatest job ever. You'd well, you be don't, surprised but you don't think about don't realize that it's work. Yeah, that's that's the thing. And that's the biggest that's the biggest hurdle whenever we hire anybody is – Making them understand that there's no sitting around reading comic books, you know. I mean, I'm a damn owner, and I don't sit around and read comic books very often, you yep. know. If I do, it's like one, two, maybe three a week at the most that I read here in store. So there's not a lot of free time because it's, it's a store. It's a retail store. And anybody who runs their store where they're sitting reading comic books all day long, they're not going to have that store for very long. Yeah. So, and then when I first started, such a fanboy, you know, I took one of everything home, every single comic every week I took home. And then about three months in, you know, I went and I looked at my living room, <laughs> and there were all these long boxes of black plastic T-shirt bags full of comics, and these were comics that I never actually read. And I'm like, why am I taking these home? And so it took me probably more like five months before I realized. So I stopped taking books home at that point. And I would read them here in the store. It was something I really liked. I took it home. But beyond that, you know, yeah. I don't take when books home. You imagine if you kept up that trend, huh? Yeah. Like your own episode of Hoarders. God. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be a hoarder because there's a difference, Michael, between <laughs> hoarders and collectors. Okay. Hoarders, hoarders have, ma have <laughs> magazines and newspapers. <laughs> Collectors have boxes of comics. <laughs> Seriously, you could have a house full of comics with little trails going through, right? So Nobody picturing... will say anything. But you have a house full of newspapers? You're yeah. a hoarder at that point. You're not a collector. I'm, I'm picturing like a, like a labyrinth 
but of just long boxes that are stacked. I want a up. throne of long boxes, actually, because <laughs> when the when the when the Green Lantern lanterns came out, right, I said I'm getting everyone, right, and I just want a throne where I can have like you know steps with all the lanterns on, leading up to where I'm sitting with my red lantern ring on, my red lantern <laughs> in my lap, and that was going to become my new my new profile picture and everything. Yeah, I had plans. <laughs> Plans of world domination. Uh, maybe just a little. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're just about out of time. Woo. So, are there any uh, any events coming up? No, worth mentioning. No, not a, not a thing. Not a nothing so, until Doctor Strange tickets get back and t-shirts. When, and when are those? Uh, when no are those idea. Uh, I'm thinking within two weeks, maybe, because the guy who does my shirts is on his honeymoon. So when? I can't make him make me shirts while he's on his honeymoon. When is that uh, movie? November fourth. Oh, so we, yeah, we got we got some time. We got some time, and then after that is Star Wars Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> that one scares me because the theater commitment's going to be huge. Oh, well, it's Star Wars though. It should. I hope. It should. I hope. The other one did, so I'm hoping this one does. Yeah. I think it will. I've seen the trailers. It was awesome. And I yeah. got excited. Yeah, no, it it looks like it's going to be great. In the end, I was like, ah! "Have you have you seen the um, Kylo Ren reaction no. video?" Uh uh-uh. uh Or it's him watching the trailer and he's uh-huh. reacting to it at the very end when when Vader appears on the screen. He's like, "Grandfather, who's playing grandfather? Is it is it Hayden? Is it Christensen?" <laughs> like. Tell me it's not Hayden. It's Hayden, isn't it? That like, would be awesome. That up. would be awesome. They take the mask off. It's all Hayden Christian all tore up. I'd be like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just to like stab everybody in the heart a little bit. Oh, it hit and turn to the camera and go, oh, that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, it looks good. I'm actually excited for it. So yeah. I, it looks retro. Yeah, no, they've done a very good job of making it look like it fits. Right, in that and that, that was frame. my fear because I was like going, the first, you know, episodes one, two, and three looked a little more modern than three, four, and five. The same issue I have with Enterprise versus Next Generation and all that. Yeah. It's like you cannot make your retro stuff look better than, I mean, if they would have put like little flashy lights and switches that did nothing on the old Enterprise, I would have been great with it, right? Yeah. Or made it look more industrial like the movies kind of thing. And, you know, yeah. that would have been great. But it looked more modern Which, than mean, the original series. You know, they did like, Deep Space Nine did that crossover episode with right, the original series. And, right. they, they, and it worked fine. They captured it brilliantly. So they could have done it. They just chose not to. Scott Bakula. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> the, one, and the one Star Trek show, I'm just like, meh. I never really liked it. I watched it. I tried to get into it. And I just never, never got into well, it. Well, obviously, the audience was meh, too, because it didn't make it past four seasons. Right. Well, and that's surprising for an for a Star Trek show. I'm actually looking forward to the new one. Yeah. I want to know when it's set, though. Have they haven't released any of that yet, have they? haven't released any info other than just the picture of the ship. And the way it looked, it kind of looked like... It kind of looked kind of Klingon and... And uh, Klingon and Federation combination ship, mm. which to me makes it should be between the movies and Next Generation at that point, mm-hmm. because that's when the whole Klingon treaties and all that stuff, or maybe even after Next Generation. Yeah, that, but it would have had more of a well. saucer, saucery feel if it was Next. I don't know. I'm excited. <laughs> as long as it's not retro, I'm okay. Yeah, I so. the, I doubt it will be. Uh, uh, 
I don't. I just think like now I need to watch. I think yeah. companies like you know I'm gonna go back and watch some uh, some uh, what is it? Not next gen because I know all those by heart. Um, uh, Voyager because I the opening credits for Voyager give me goosebumps every time I think about them. So really, yeah, look, see, wow. I love I love all those like the music for all them DS Nine mm-hmm. all. Yeah. I'm witnessing it. He's getting goosebumps. I love goosebumps. It's a bit weird. Uh, it, things excite me. <laughs> I get bumpy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, on that note, I'm like an Olympic swimmer. <laughs> I think we're going to wrap this up so I can get out of here before Chris steals my super friends number, number 38. <laughs> Don't turn your back. <laughs> this has been the comic wrap up. We will talk to you after the next issue.